Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, the only podcast in America where two married comedians give love advice and call it the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. That's true. I'm your host, Moshe Kasher, and with me today is my very special guest, Natasha Legero. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, and thank you for coming on the show. What was it you were here to plug? Um, I was actually uh, about to do a load of laundry. You are about to plug a load of laundry <laughs> into the washing machine? Yeah. You don't really sort the clothes, do you? It's not really my thing, no. I like to do a cold water wash. I mean... I don't want to get make this podcast too interesting to listen to, but what I will do is I'll do a cold water wash of underwear and uh, undershirts, and my fine stuff, I take that to the dry cleaner. Okay, that's legit. That's legit. That's legit. Joining me today uh, is comedian Natasha Legero, Legero, and we have um, another, another advice that... Uh, text that someone has sent us. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's. Hmm. Let's see. Pick one. Okay. I like your angle right now. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Pick one. Oh, I like this. How do you deal with it when your partner isn't into your art? Wow, that's a tough one. That to me is a deal breaker. That is a tough one. Unless your art is like, if if your art is your whole life. Like, I've had plenty of boyfriends tell me to stop trying to learn the piano. But, like, that's not my life. And I never did that. I told you to stop trying to do stand-up. 
I was like, maybe it's not for you, kid. Remember that? That was the first night we met. No, but I'm just saying, you know, I think that's really important. That is so hard. I mean, yeah, that is the question, Natasha. How much of this person's art is their career or is it just that they're like, are they one of these people that like whittles to like calm down and forget about COVID or... And how important is your art to you? If it's like 90... If it's like more than 60% of your life... You sh- it's a deal breaker. If it's like half and there's something else that you guys can really relate to, um, I would say... You would say... You could, you could stay together. See what happens. I will just say that if I didn't like your comedy, I never would have dated you. I've tried it before. I've tried dating women, uh, comedians, comedians that were women, women that were comedians... Who you didn't think were funny? Who, it's not that I didn't even think they were funny. It's just that I wasn't into what they were what they were doing on stage. It's just like every time you see that person perform, it's going to be a cringe fest. You're going to get embarrassed. You're going to be like, why am I associated with this? It's like, and that's why me and Ann Coulter never really worked out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that that is so important. If Because it's not whether or not they like your art. First of all, why is this dude telling you? How do you have, how are you privy to the information that he's not into your art? Who's the guy? Right, going like, he's this like sucks. telling her, yeah, or he's kind of like subtly inferring that she's less than or that or him. I don't know if it's a girl or. A, oh, it's it a girl. I mean, I just feel like that's such a male kind of dynamic. Oh, of, really? Yeah, I just no, maybe I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. I think a woman would tell a man she didn't like his art too. I think I think that, but but it's cruel. It's mean. You, what you got to do when you don't like someone's art and you're dating them is keep that shit to yourself. Allow the uh, the resentment and condescension to build, and eventually draw break you apart. Right. Uh, and also, what do you consider art? Is it your Instagram page? Right. I don't know. Do you do do you do uh, like twerking videos on escalators? Because <laughs> if that's what you do, then I'm not into your art either. I want to do that. That sounds fun. I could never really twerk that well. Yeah, honey, yes, you could. Don't ever say that about yourself. <laughs> what, you are good at twerking. Every white woman in America can twerk. No, now. I it's couldn't like, get it. Like, you got it way better than me. Twerking is the da bomb of <laughs> this generation. Remember when da bomb was an actual, like, street slang term that black people used? And then white soccer moms just started to take it and be like, that's mine. Mm-hmm. And... And I feel like that's what twerking is now. Now it's like every... No, I'm not saying it's cool. I'm just saying I could never really do it. Well, listen, if your partner is telling you that he doesn't like your art, I think that's an issue. I think that's the that's the actual deal breaker. Right, if, but how else would she know? He just ne- He's not supportive. He never comes to her things. He tells her she should maybe get out of it. Here's a possibility. Maybe stop doing your art and maybe make your art loving your man. Ew. That's what I would recommend. Okay, let's. can we take another one? No, let's just do some secrets. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. Uh, I have a secret. Um, so I was asked to order a bunch of COVID tests for my employer for an upco- upcoming meeting, the rapid, rapid tests. So I did that. I purchased a whole bunch of them through a very large retailer that we all love and hate. Um so when the order arrived, Sucks there were two big boxes. So I opened both of them and realized that they sent me double the amount that I had originally ordered. Amazon, they didn't right? charge me for the extras. 
So I essentially now have about 100 rapid COVID tests, and I only needed about 50. Um, I haven't, you know, reached out to the retailer to tell them, hey, you sent me too many, uh, or I haven't even told my employer that I have more than they asked me to order. Um, so, and I also have used one of them for my own personal use. So I feel a little guilty about that. I think I'm going to keep them anyway, just as a backup if we need them for work. But I, I don't know. I feel a little guilty. So that's my secret. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Here's what you do. This is simple to me. This is um, a hustle that was very popular with speakers in the 90s. You take those COVID tests, you put them in the, the extra COVID tests, you put them in the back of a van. Then you drive up to random people on the street corner. You open up the back of the van and you explain the story. You say, hey, hey dog. Um, I, my work ordered these COVID tests and I got double the COVID tests. So now I got too many COVID tests and I don't know what to do with them. So I can let you hold this COVID test for 50 cents on the dollar. And by selling those 50 COVID tests for $14 a pop, you're going to get yourself some seed money. You use that to buy powdered cocaine. You rock up that cocaine, take it to the corner. You're Now you're the head of a drug empire. Is this, a, is this one of your monologues you audition with? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. There's, there is like a, someone told me once never excuse error in your favor, but I don't think I agree with that. Was that person a thief? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if this is an evil retailer, I feel like, yeah, maybe all, no, but you never know who's, who's getting cut who's from getting that. Fucked? Yeah. Who's getting fucked. It might be the local person like Amazon sends place, sends things to like, weird secondary market cities so that they can like just transfer the packages into another thing so it can have a zip code with a different tax bracket and then really, send it like there, there's so much weird stuff happening you don't know who do you really think there's even an option on amazon for you accidentally sent me too much they don't give a fuck <laughs> they're they're dealing in such crazy bulk i mean how, how is it that on amazon you can buy a copy of my book casher in the rye a, a seven eighths inch nut for a bicycle, industrial machine lubricant, and clothing. I mean, they got so much shit. Listen, we're all having a hard time right now. We're just trying to keep it together. Steal. You those got no. Tests. You got too many tests. It's easier to just keep them and keep testing people. Keep trying to not get. Omicron, you know, I thought it was called Omicron until um, three days ago. You said Omicron, <laughs> right? All right. So I just think, just don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Put those swabs in your nose. Oh, God, you know what I'm going to miss when all this COVID stuff is over? Hmm. Nose swabs. <laughs> I just, it's like I never got to do them before. I can't envision a world where I am doing them after. It's just, I just got to cherish the moment. I know. This, it's like a Joni Mitchell song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play another secret. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I'm out here um, smoking a bowl in a park by my house, and I thought this was the right time to tell you guys. Honestly, probably my deepest, darkest secret. I haven't, I guess I don't, I haven't told anyone this, like, explicitly. Like, I think people in my family know, but, like, I haven't, like, told anyone else explicitly. And it's that I have horrible horrible hygiene like it's horrible it's really embarrassing honestly like <clears throat> when i'm at my best i'm probably showering like once a week and but for the whole of the pandemic 
it's been like once every like two to three weeks, honestly, just because I'm too lazy and I have found the system of just like lathering myself in deodorant and like no one smells me and like I don't smell bad. And so like no one really can tell, I don't think, but maybe they can. And I just like smell like shit, which would be hilarious. But like, I don't think that's so. Yes, I'm honestly really paranoid about smelling bad, and so I really, like, lather myself in deodorant, and I know that I could just be showering every day, but I don't for some reason, which is pretty awkward, and I'm honestly really fucking ashamed of it, and I don't know why I don't do better, but, like, I just, like, can't, and I'm, like, too lazy, too, but when I'm, and I'm also, like, really chronically single, and, like, maybe this could be the reason, but I don't think it is, and... <laughs> I don't know. I just have, like, a super charming personality. <laughs> um, but whenever I have at times in my life where I've been, like, where I have, like, showered every day, it's been for another person. And so I'm wondering, like, maybe if I were in a relationship I would, and I was, like, actively having a sex life, then I would shower every day. Maybe that's what I need to do it. I don't know. But as I said, I'm chronically single, so maybe we'll never find out. Okay. Thanks, guys. Very charming. I do wonder what your parents taught you. I also can't tell if you really secretly kind of are getting off on being dirty and you kind of enjoy it or you really want to change. I wasn't sure. Well, I believe it was Titch, not Han, that once said there is no personality charming enough to outstrip grease ass. Uh, the problem is, is that as charming as you may be and as much deodorant as you may have, when you take your pants off, you got grease ass, you know? I don't know, though. People didn't... We take probably take way too many the, showers. The, the worst logic. People didn't used to... I washed... I, I used to wash my kids' hair. What? They used to smell like poo-poo. In the middle... Everybody's like, well, in the Middle Ages, I didn't shower but once a week. Yeah. And they also all smelled like, like horse dog. I mean, you know, you got to shower. But this is the part that I'm confused about. Showering feels good. Right. Like, as if the only reason to shower is so that other people don't smell you. Like, what about, doesn't your body start to feel funky? Well, his doesn't. Right. Because he's used to it. I mean, I honestly, and this is no uh, no slam on you, my single friend. Um, I think that, is it possible you're a little depressed? No, no, no. I, I just, I figured it out. No, he's not? I don't, uh, I don't think so. He didn't sound depressed to me. Well, yeah, but he might be masking it behind that charming personality. Possibly. What did you figure out? Well, I think just split the difference. Make it easy. You know, when when that feeling starts mm. to overwhelm you of like shame, just take a shower. Actually, yeah, that's smart. For a person like our charming friend here, the, the probably the best move for you to do is to make um, Tuesday shower day, <laughs> right? Like just to be like, oh, on Tuesdays I shower. Right, so Tuesday shower day—that's my ritual. Even though I don't really like it and I don't really feel like the need, that's what I do on Tuesdays. It's like going to the gym, you know. It's like Tuesdays I shower, and then maybe you can do Tuesdays and Thursdays I shower. Eventually, you can build up to the two T's shower, and then eventually you won't have that oil butt. I mean, the problem is without showering is you get that oil butt. You, you keep calling it oil butt. You mean like when someone smells? Like no, when your butt starts to become oily. Well, I, I don't really know what that means. Have you ever shower. gone a couple weeks without showering? No. Well, there you go. Your butt becomes... <laughs> I'm just saying you sweat. You got that grease ass, you know? It's like, who wants that? Yeah. Your butt cheeks are kind of slithering together because... You clearly have gone a long time without showering. I've just had oil butt, and I'm not trying to go back to that life. 
All right. Well, you know, I think it's a really interesting thing to try to do things for yourself and not for other people. And I've been trying to do that because I take really good care of my toddler and I feel like I'm always making sure she has like the perfectly balanced meals and she's got, got enough exercise and she's drinking enough water and like, and stimulating her mind in the correct ways, you know, and then I feel like I don't do any of that for myself. I am the opposite. I feel like I take really good care of myself. I make sure to engage in leisure activities. I make sure to keep my mind calm. I watch a lot of movies and stuff. But I could fucking care less if our daughter has any <laughs> happiness or is doing anything. I, I haven't talked to her in weeks. I haven't talked to my daughter in as long as it's been since our charming friend took a shower. All right. Well, thanks, Mosh. You're welcome, Grease. But should we hear one more? Okay, sure. Hi. Uh, I have a secret to leave um so i've been with my husband for about 10 years we've only been married for less than a year um and i am ready to have kids and he is not quite ready and we haven't been on contraception for a long time because it makes me all crazy and hormonal and wacky but we just really diligently uh practiced the pull out method um, but lately, since I'm ready to have the children, um, if he pulls out and blows his load, uh, on my, in my vaginal region, <laughs> I'll just go into the bathroom afterwards and like kind of scoop finger it into my vagina and then just hope then maybe I'll accidentally get pregnant because I know he'll be a wonderful father and he'll love it. Anyways, that's my secret. Bye. Well, here's the thing. <sighs> Scoop finger? I'm <laughs> I'm with this, but also I, I feel, because I do think... You are? Well, she, she thinks he's going to be a great dad. He just needs to be talked into it somehow. That's not talked into it. That's conned and tricked. It's her husband. So what? You can't scoop finger your husband without consent. <laughs> That's a classic rule. Well, I just think she should like tell him or somehow let him, I don't know, just say yeah. like, listen, I'm ready to have kids. They've clearly had that conversation. And he's I, like, no. But they're married. Yeah, but you can't just scoop finger. Just because you mar- <laughs> There's no vow that says, and, and, and if I want to, I can scoop finger. I hear you. What if, the, what if, honey, what if the tables were turned and she wasn't ready? And he said, I'll put a condom on, but he like busted a little hole in it and, and got her pregnant without her consent. Would that be cool? If he scoop fingered with his dong, if he dong fingered, scoop dong. I like it. You like it? I mean, I don't know. I just think that I have to ha- have more information about their relationship, but she seemed like she really believed in him as a father. And so That's you might not- as well just like speed it up you know no, so she, she's ready to have up. kids that's, that is entrapment that's tricking him into he doesn't want the kid you think he's not going to notice that you think your husband is so stupid that he blows a load on your stomach every time and then you rush into the bathroom and then you get pregnant and you're like honey i'm pregnant and he's like why do you get do you have a fallopian tube coming out of your belly button I'm just a he's s- gonna notice that he never that he never he's never nutted in her as they say in medical school. And he's going to be like, did you scoop finger? And she's going to be like, yeah, she'll have to admit it. And then their whole parenting lineage will be started on a con. 
I have to assume if people are getting married, they've decided whether or not they want to have children when they get married and that they're going to have a life together. And if they've decided they were going to have kids and he's like, oh, can I just wait a couple more years? But he's still fucking her all the time. If she wants to have a baby, let her scoop finger. No, there's no scoop. There's no, you don't have to assume she told you the information. We have it. They talked about it. He doesn't want the kid. She does. So rather than say to him, this is really important to me and it's a, and it's a bottom line for me. I have to have the kid now or we're going to have to go into counseling or I'm going to leave you. She's like, I know what I'll do. I'll scoop finger. I'll just bust his little nut into my vaginal cavity and hope that he, when I get pregnant, thinks that it happened by absorbing into my stomach. This is doomed to failure. Well, He's going to resent the kid for the rest of his life. I mean, possibly. Did you scoop finger with me? Actually, I scoop fingered with you. No, I didn't. But um, I don't know. I I I don't condone anything. You condone nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just people should just do what they want to do. But not if it hurts other people. I hear you. I hear you too. I hear you wanting to stop talking about this. All right. Well, listen. If you'd like to leave a secret that Natasha and I can get into a huge fight about, give us a call. 213-222-8608. Or send us an email at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. And we're on Instagram, endlesshoneymoonpod. Leave a comment. Go to us on YouTube. If uh, you want to see what we look like, just listen on YouTube. It's the best way to... I I love listening to podcasts on YouTube. And then if I want to pull it out of my pocket and I get to like see what's happening that's fun and then i put it back in my pocket and finish the dishes or the laundry you know if you haven't left a secret on our secrets hotline by the way and you're a listener of this podcast get something off your chest tell us something deep dark and dirty it feels we, good it does it does feel good 90 percent of these secrets are actually from natasha and i using voice modulator software uh <laughs> listen if you'd like to be on the on the podcast and get some advice from us email us and um I've just been a, this has been a good one, Tosh. Oh, your eyes. You look so pretty. Thanks. You're such a rare beauty. Thank you, honey. I would have forgiven you if you scoop fingered. Because I love you. I love you too.